Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, roar. So come down to the den, if you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Absolutely love that. That uh, is Love Sport Radio, and that is how we start the Millwall fan show here on Love Sport Radio. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, that, That's Jake. your song, is it? That is my own Just take on the uh, Hawaiian. Uh, <laughs> it was an, it's an album my dad used to have when we were kids, and uh, kind of easy listening stuff, you know. Mm. And um, as as is the way, you hate it when you're a kid, and then somehow it just seeps into your brain, and you you start loving it. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second half has just kicked off at Old Trafford. Um, it is still one one nil to to the home side. Paul Popper with the penalty within the first minute. A moment of what can only be described as stupidity slash lunacy from the Leicester standing right back Daniel Amati um, got Leicester's season off to the perfect start <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, Leicester could equalise um, we've, we've looked okay since then Nick we've looked okay since then uh, it's the dreary Premier League Jake isn't it the real actions of the Championship <laughs> yeah. mate that's where the real drama takes well, your, place your, your season kicked off um, yeah last weekend with a two-all draw against Middlesbrough now for, for someone who didn't see the game that looks like a good result but that doesn't necessarily tell the, the, the no. tale of the, of the day, does it, Nick? Well, those results were at the start of today's proceedings. You'd have taken a point. Um, Middlesbrough, highly rated side. But we really tore into them. And I thought we made them look a poor to, to average side. And given the amount of money they've spent on yeah. their team, resources available to them, uh, compared with our club, Millwall, then, you know, we, we really ripped into them. Great opening goal, blistering goal by Aidan O'Brien. Um, defensive error for the second one. They, they kind of gifted us a second. And that was 2-0. And we were cruising, missing chances. Should have taken those those opportunities. Even to the second half, uh, Morrison missed an absolute sitter on the goal line. And um, unfortunately, as is the way of football, the football gods—you mm. um, know—they they, they, they don't smile on you. You don't take your chances. You, you get punished. That's what happens. Say, is, is that what you put it down to, or, or do Mill have to look at themselves, you know, defensively oh. in the way they sort out sort out the game, or, or do you sometimes have to say? 
fair play for Middlesbrough to come back into it. You know, how, how, how do you reflect on that game now? Uh, there's two things to that. I mean, we, we have to look at ourselves. Um, you've got to stay switched on for the full 90. There's, there's no excuse for that. Um, we gifted them a... We gave them a sniff. We were 2-0 up, cruising 87 minutes, and then we gave away a soft, soft first goal for Middlesbrough. Um, a bit of a defensive error, I think. It was Marlon Romeo, I think, could probably take a look at what he did there. Um, he's a great player, a lot, lot of potential. But he does tend to switch off, and that was where the, the opening goal came from, from the Borough point of view. Um, and of course, once they're, they're in with a shout, then it's, you know, they're, mm. they're coming at us. We probably made one or two uh, substitution errors. I think that's got to go on to Neil Harris's account, manager. Um, a huge, hugely um, promising manager. I mean, he's got the whole footballing uh, world at his feet, potentially, if he carries on the way he, has, he is. But there were errors in substitution. So, again, um, then we've got the referee who gives <laughs> uh, the, the ball goes up for five minutes yeah. uh, extra time. Uh, he gives 97 minutes and a few more uh, seconds to make sure that the every last opportunity is uh, given to Middlesbrough to get back into it. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, sloppy goal to give away right at the very death. It was literally the last kick of the game. So it was one of those draws that felt like a defeat and hard to take. Yeah. Looking back on it, I would say it was a really promising start to the season. I think anyone that was in the den last week, it was a, it was a good, good crowd in there, great atmosphere. Anyone that was there can only take good good things away from that result because I think we can really turn we can eliminate the mistakes and we can carry on turning it on like we did on Saturday so I'm pretty hopeful and then keeps up the me- momentum from from last season absolutely it was it was it was a season where nobody can deny that Millwall exceeded expectations yeah. so so it's going to be hard to, to just achieve what you did last season again but you know this this you know, you'd appear to the outside certainly for myself I'd be surprised if Mill did as well as they did last season but the, but the signs are good to start this one surely yeah. there's been an online debate about whether we can carry on I mean will other teams find us out you know um, no signs of that on Saturday Jake I mean it, you know it was it was the same Mill that um, did so well in the second part of the season and, and to an extent in the first half really we, we we had a slow start to last season and but for that slow start we would have been you know, in the playoffs yeah. easily by the end of the, end of the term. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I see no reason. And you know, the, you, you kind of um, you know, you live and die on these comments at the start of a season. But I see no reason why we can't do just as well this time around. There's, I saw every sign on Saturday. The players are hungry. We we tour into Middlesbrough. Um, as I say, I mean, it's no exaggeration to make to say we made them look poor. And that's a team managed by Tony Pulis, an experienced man. His experience came out at the very end of the game because he knew exactly how to yeah. claw back a point when really they didn't deserve anything at all. So I take my hat off to that because I, I admire that trait in in, a, in management. That's the you know that's the uh, the skill of it, isn't it? Um, but no, I, I saw no reason at all not to think that we can't do well this season. And, and Middlesbrough are one of the, the, the season's favourites in that league. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be. The, the money that they've spent, not just see, this season, but you know, the season previous, they've, they've got a great squad. They really do. So having had the chance to look at them firsthand, do you, do you see something within them that would suggest that you know, they're, they're a top six side this season? Um, the honest answer is, I mean, they, they had a good result in the week, so I, I didn't see that. They mm. beat Sheffield United, I think it was 3-0 at, um, at the Riverside, so that would be more in keeping with what I would have expected from the Borough side. Um, to see them last week, no, I, I would have said um, average, very average, um, but I think that was more the way that we tore into them. They weren't um, 
they're able to handle the 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 Millwall experience you know the the, the crowd <laughs> yeah. um the way that the the, the 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 people describe us as a long ball side and that's that's one aspect but um equally we'll attack down the flanks and it's the ball is moved at pace um i'm just looking at leicester on the, on the tv now i mean that was how leicester did so well in the in the premier league season getting the ball forward as quickly absolutely. as possible not, ne- not necessarily long ball but yeah no, just, just moving it fast absolutely yeah. and um a team rather than a um and there's no superstar in that side it was mm. a it was very much a you know a team approach and that's that's really how we we set up so i thought um it was a it was actually a very good performance up to 87 minutes after that no you can obviously quibble the last 10 minutes including the extra time um and that was a shame because it, it detracted from what was a really promising start to the season and did you ha- did you have a chance to look at some new signings because there wasn't a, a whole host of sign- su- summer signings but you know there, there were some notable ones did you have a, a chance to look at some new faces down at the den well we, we've <laughs> i mean this, this is the eternal Millwall. um you know there's, there's this kind of uh, transfer record that exists from 1990 <laughs> I mentioned it earlier on, on, on the Brian Moore show. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with it as a stat. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. And I mean, there were some interesting tweets after that. People saying, "How hey, you know, maybe that record will stand for all time. Maybe It'd be that, nice, wouldn't it? That would be that will never be broken." Um, I, I, it's it's an interesting one because um, I would argue that we we actually defended some interest in our team, and that's it's a, it turns around this idea of big money signings the idea that you've got to lay it out and bring in the new face yeah um i'm just looking at the you know some of the comments in the in the week but i mean we've defended um glasgow rangers are interested in jake cooper so we're talking about we we understand from from the social media three million pounds of interest from in in jake um george savile and jed wallace apparently middlesbrough yeah. talk, no no there was there was a big money big money bid on the table you know throwing their 10 million pounds into our in, into our faces and there's also um talk that uh, lee gregory two million pounds was on the table from mm. sheffield united so you know if you top those those bids up that's 15 million pounds of def- of defense that we've actually done them we've retained all those players rightly so um and I, and I can't think of the last time that a mill team had that many players of the so much interest of so much value interest to other teams so you know yeah you can talk that um, we, we did sign jerry scalak from um brighton from brighton yeah Ringer. um from what we've only gone by what we see on on youtube with, with Jiro. i haven't seen enough of he, him. he looked very good for, <clears throat> for for brighton in the season they got promoted so you know talk, talking from from an outsider mm. and looking at that that Millwall side and, and what they hope to achieve and the players they've got for me scalach is, is a really really good sign i think i think he'll certainly add something i look at the temperament and the way he plays as well i think he fits in he looks yeah. like a, a Millwall type player but yeah you know it was a really good start i think for, for Millwall. and we, we are here till till 10 p.m with nick from until Talking non-stop Millwall, and if you're a Millwall fan, if you if you disagree with that start of the season, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, if you don't think the summer window was good, please do get in touch. It's very easy to do so. 0208 70 20 558, or just as simply, if you'd like to, if you're scared and don't want to have your voice on the radio, <laughs> if, if I sound really intimidating, um, you can just send me a tweet and I'll read it out. That is at Love Sport Radio. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport Radio here till 10 p.m. And we were just talking about the the deadline day action. Uh, that very nearly happened at Mill, but a- as you rightly say, that's really impressive. You say, well, just just to clarify again, there was a bid. I think I believe somewhere between six and ten million pounds a joint bid um, for midfield pair George Savile and Jed Wallace. Sheffield United apparently were trying to get Lee Gregory a couple of million pounds um, on the table, and Jake Cooper as well. I think Rangers were courting him throughout the oh, summer, yeah. um, and again bids of well over two, three million pounds on the table. Absolutely. <laughs> 
it must it must feel good as a club who 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 aren't backed by someone you know financially rich no. and who isn't able to you know fund the club if things aren't going well financially behind the scenes so for a, a club to be able to say no to this kind of money yeah it must feel good to know that you know the, the club clearly are, are trying to build something. They 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 recognise the players that they've got, and they they recognise that they keep this squad together. That's that's more important, and potentially far more financially beneficial longer term than pocketing six seven million pounds for for players that you know Jed Wallace and and George Savile you brought in for for next to nothing. Yeah, I mean I I, I th- I'm, just, I'm just looking at a tweet I picked up from in the week. A guy called Lion of. Glen Coe and he's, he's yeah. supported the club for 55 years uh, and he, he, you know, he says he can't remember a time where we defended our squad to that level I, 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 you know, certainly in terms of value mm. nothing would ever come close to it I remember Neil Harris when he was a player we managed to keep hold of him um, in, when we were in, in the third tier in, in the old uh, League One as it was called yeah. then and we kept hold of him I think there was interest from you know, the higher Didn't he go to Nottingham Forest? Yeah that was post um, <clears throat> post, post illness um, Okay uh, the, the the young Neil Harris when we were playing in what was the the third division I'll yeah get, put it put it in those terms um, was a really hot um, fast um, quick thinking striker he scored a record number of goals in one season 30, mm. 30 odd goals I, I tell a lie I think that was Sheringham uh, scored more but Harris was certainly thirty plus and you know there was interest from I believe Spurs I believe maybe even Liverpool might wow. have been interested and then he fell ill. Um, but you know there was a, there was a period where we were having to defend there. Now, I, in terms of value of, of player and the, and, the, and, the, and the money at the time, that this most recent defence of our of our team knocks out for six. So you know, yes, it is easy to um, go online and, and have a dig about we haven't signed you know um, somebody or other for for huge money. Um, but you've got to look at the money we've actually defended there and. You know, I, I take my hat off to the club at the moment. I think that is that's a massive statement of intent. I think the club is. We went we went desperately close last season, really out of nowhere. No, he did, <clears throat> did. And I think the the club, the management, the you know the administration generally, and and the fan base have now got a taste for it. I think we fancy another go, and I see no reason um, why this squad can't do it again. There's a, uh, there's no absolutely nothing on Saturday apart from the finish, which will have to be looked at and dealt with. We we ripped Middlesbrough apart, and they they had players playing, you know, valued at seven millions, five millions, uh, a Sumbalunga, fifteen million, I believe, yeah. twelve million. Um, so you know, you look at the value of that squad; it must run into the thirty, forty, fifty million pounds of the value. So I know it. I know it's hard to to kind of make these predictions early on in the season. It really is. You probably need probably ten games to to get a good idea of who the, who the good and who the bad ones are. And and even then, the championship, the amount of times you've seen a side who around Christmas time are in the bottom half end up in the in in the playoffs. It seems to happen every year, doesn't it, in the yeah. championship? But looking at the league this year. It does feel even better than and even stronger than when it was last year. I feel like the three sides who were relegated are in a better shape than, say, um, Hull, Sunderland were last season, if that makes sense. So, so West Brom, Stoke, and, and who was the other side who went Swansea. down? Swansea. And Swansea. Yeah. All those three seem in much better shape than the three who maybe went down last season, which naturally makes this, this division so much harder. And then I throw into 
the mix Leeds United with Bielsa who yeah. got off to the most <clears throat> incredible start against Stoke I thought they I thought they were absolutely superb um, in that game I feel Norwich City will be better this season now that Daniel Farkas had a, a, another season um, to kind of look at his players Brentford again I think will always just will be there or thereabouts in, in the top half pushing for the playoffs and then Aston Villa there was so much talk about this dismay and the, 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 the troubles that they were going to have none of it materialised they didn't no, lose anyone no. they're still so far a, a Jack Grealish in exactly. their team they? so far how many teams in the, in the championship can say they've got a player who is arguably worth up to £40 million. Yeah, pounds. In, in, you know, in the that, current that's market. What, that's yeah. what Millwall are up against. It's incredibly hard. I mean, there's a there's a, a, a predict the end of the table season thing on, on BBC where people have um, voted for where they think teams will finish. And, you know, you've got a fairly cliched response of Stoke at the top of this predictor mm. table and Rotherham at the bottom. How, how many people put Millwall where, you, where you'd where <laughs> you expect them to see? Well, in, in the table, Millwall was 16th in this in this um, predictor. Yeah. Um, which does, is, that, does that rile you? Does that... Does that because because I, I see the same when I, you know, you, you're seeing everyone doing their Premier League predictions, yeah. and as a Leicester fan, I'm sat there looking at everyone's predictions, thinking you don't know anything. You know, do you, do you feel the same that you know, people don't appreciate or recognise, or they completely, you know, underappreciate the, the, the Millwall side that you have? Well, I, or do I, you I, like that? I really like that. Yeah, absolutely, we like that. That's that's the way we want it. Um, but I mean, the, the prediction prediction table has got us in 16th from last season. We probably would have taken that as a really good season. Mm. Um, I've said a few times, you know, anything above the relegation zone would have been great. 16th this time around feels a little bit short-changed um, because we did go close. And as, as I've said a couple of times, on Saturday we looked very, very good. So I think 16th, um, I mean, <laughs> it'll be okay, but I think that, yeah. um, you know, number one is to survive in, in the championship. Um, and no one wants to get ahead of themselves, but I think we can do better than that. Um, certainly we saw nothing from Middlesbrough. And then in the, in the prediction table, for what means nothing, I know. But they're, they're showing a second. But that's based on the whole big club syndrome, isn't it? You know, people vote on big names. They've got Stoke at the top, Borough, Derby, West Brom and Forest. Um, big clubs. And they would have an expectation that they go close. But um, there's absolutely no reason why... You know, just because you're a big name doesn't mean to say that you no. have a big result, does it? It doesn't work like that in football. It's and it's about who who shows in the day. But that underdog mentality, I I think, suits Millwall, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely, you know, absolutely yeah, absolutely does. No, uh, we we do. Yeah, we are 64 minutes into the game at Old Trafford. Man United still leading one 0 We just had a couple of substitutions here. Um, as I said, it's 64 minutes in and 64 minutes too late. Daniel Amati has just been substituted off Rashid Gazal, the new Algerian winger we've signed, is coming on to make his debut. James Madison, the young English player, who uh-huh. has looked impressively um, f- fantastic today. He's the other player who's come off. He's been replaced by Jamie Vardy. As I said, 64 minutes in, around half an hour left in the first game of the Premier League season. It's one nil to Manchester United um, we want your callers here on Love Sport Radio it is the Millwall Fan Show 0208 70 20 558 we've got a caller and we're just going to take a break and then we'll be speaking to him just after in a couple of minutes it's Love Sport Radio and it is the Millwall Fan Show um, and we're going to go straight to a call Craig um, he's called in from Devon Craig what would you like to say uh, good evening sir good evening good evening Craig uh, what, uh, what I really wanted to talk about is I've, I've been listening to the show um on the radio, and uh, you were talking about the whole transfer deadline day, how uh, the club seems to be under more and more pressure to spend and spend, and Millwall aren't doing that, and in turn we're also uh, knocking back ridiculous amounts of money for some of our players. 
which we know previously, I think Tim Cale will be a great example where we sold him for only one and a half million. And you think of how much he was in his prime, he was probably close to that 10 million, 20 million, maybe if we're going that far fetched in this kind of market. Uh, but like knocking back six million for Savile and Wallace, you could, you would think for that amount of money, that'll pay for our legal fees after the CPO and maybe just the corners. But it's just, I think it just shows the resolve that we now have and, uh, maybe we do have a bit more of a backbone. Neil Harris uh, essentially is building this team brick by brick. And the fact we were so close to maybe getting one of our targets, Tom Bradshaw from Barnsley, and um, maybe just being sort of one of the victims of such an inflated, um, you know, such inflated, I uh, can't even think of the word, but just the fact that the Premier League, the amount of money and riches it brings, it's, it's kind of pushing us further and further away from getting players that we want. And we know, and I know we still laugh about the underground that is our record fee for Paul Goddard. Um, I just think that we are essentially going to be stuck in the championship for a few more years, which personally I don't have any problem with as long as we're not struggling. And I think it's important that we do keep Neil Harris as well as those players. Hmm. The, the, the players you mentioned there, Craig, and, and the monies, uh, or the money, sorry, that that was touted for them would you have been particularly upset if you'd accepted that money and and and, and maybe bought some other players from from league one for, for less money i think it depends on the timing of when we receive these fees um because obviously we only started getting um approaches from middlesbrough for wallets and savile pretty much about 24 hours before the deadline which by that time yeah. as great as having six million pound of the bank is it's not really going to get us that much, and I doubt we would even spend uh, a sixth of that on a player. Uh, I don't feel that it would actually help the squad in any way, shape, or form. Um, say if it was the early part of the summer, possibly then the whole scout, um, the whole recruitment team could scout players. Maybe our targets would be a little bit better, or would maybe that would be spent on um, maybe even some some of the wages for our players who frankly deserve every penny for the amount of effort and and passion they throw, they throw, throw themselves onto the pitch for us. I would have been absolutely distraught, Craig, if we'd have sold Jed for, um, you know, to, to Middlesbrough, rival team in the division, and, and, and George Savile, um, you know, just to start the season, and then we would, you know, if, if we would even be considering these bids, I would have been absolutely upset by that, wouldn't you, mate? I, mean, I, I just think one of the things that has really stood out for me in recent years has been the quality of the recruitment, the, the players that we're bringing in, and now, as we've just seen, the willingness of the club to actually defend the squad. Oh, completely. It's it's brilliant to actually see as well. Um, I can imagine, maybe not even six million, but I can imagine Mills saying, you know, closer to about 15 million, maybe we'll talk. Uh, and I think also as well, the fact that we've kept, we've kept them on uh, longer term contracts. Yep. I think we're doing that with a lot of our, our younger Marlon, players. Radio. Marlon's on a, on a long term contract, Aidan O'Brien. Yep, I, yep. So we know that these young players that we believe in. I think even the players realise that playing football week in, week out for us, um, they are essentially, as well as being in the window, they are, you know, they're an important part of something that Harris is building. I think they realise that as well. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a cliche that every club is a selling club. Maybe only the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona and possibly Manchester United are not selling clubs. So every other club actually is, in, in, in truth. So if the money is gets into the stupid realms, then, you know, no one can, um, can turn away stupid money. But it, it seems that the valuation that the club put on both George and Jed... Was you know was was out of Middlesbrough's um, willingness, ability, or whatever you want to call it, to pay, and that's that's great to see from our perspective because we haven't seen too much of that in the past, have we, mate? No, definitely, definitely. I I, I just feel like I remember when I first started supporting Millwall. It's I breathe. I'm very young. <laughs> young when was that? Chris? <laughs> I, did, uh, I was uh, I started going to the. I'd never went to the old den. I started going to the new den when oh, I was nine right. years that's old. Twenty so. twenty five years, mate. That's that's, that's a fair yeah, fair get, chunk of time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up with you all, but it's, it's a bit of a struggle. But it was it's players like um, Andy Roberts and Kenny Cunningham yeah. sold to Wimbledon for quite cheap. Um, I think even Case Keller was sold quite cheap, I think. Yeah, really, yeah he was. Yeah. He had to Leicester. Um, and even losing Mark Kennedy to Liverpool, although I think he, at the time he was the most expensive teenager to be bought by any football club in Britain, I think, at the time. But even so, it was it's that nucleus that we had of that team and then it just got broken away because Mill needed the money and it's it's nice and kind of confident in a way that we don't need the money. We we're always gonna be this underlock is gonna try and sort of bite sort of bite back at the bigger teams. Um definitely as you talked about the predictions of the league and where we'll be. Um Anything for around tenth, sort of tenth up, is an incredible season for us, where Absolutely. we're becoming becoming smaller and smaller amongst a lot of big fish. But thankfully, the thing about fish is that they don't know how to really spend money or organise anything <laughs> properly. Um, so it's kind of coming in that in that respect. Well, that that was going to be my question, question, Craig, where you thought you, you'd finish this season. So you think top ten, you know, would, would would be good, or you that's what you'd hope for. But the next kind of question really is Blackburn up next you know how, how do you see how do you see that game going um quite difficult because i think apart from one or two individuals at blackburn i think bradley Zach is one in question that neil harris has recently been quizzed about um we don't really know much about blackburn itself we've recently quite surprisingly had a quite a decent record at Ewood park recently um most recent one i think has been uh when we beat them in the fa cup quarter final few years ago with Danny Shitu scoring but right, yeah. um, I also I would I would not want to be I'm going to the same mentality as I did when I came up to watch the Barra game and say we're probably going to lose it and that way we, we actually went to a lot quite quickly so um, sort of expect the worst and hope for the best so maybe a draw will be a decent result alright super stuff Craig thank you so so much for, for calling in really really appreciate the call um, like Craig if there's any Millwall fans out there who'd like to have their say this evening we're here till 10pm it's 0208 70 20 558 or you can send us a tweet it is at Love Sport Radio here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's Love Sport Radio. It's the Millwall Fan Show till 10pm. I'm joined by Nick from Achtung. Was that better? Achtung. Achtung. Guten Abend. Guten Abend. <laughs> Guten Morgen. That's, that's as much German as I know. Used to live in Germany. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Can't speak any of it. My dad was in the forces, you see. Right. So whilst I lived in Germany, everyone was English. I went Germany to an began school. at the border of the army base. It was basically just a massive English holiday camp. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by German and German history. It's an amazing country. It is. Honestly. Beautiful place. Honestly, I don't feel it gets anywhere near enough credit as like a, a destination that people should go on holiday. No. Which is when you go either side people go there on holiday but nobody yeah. goes to germany no I, I don't know we, we're stuck in the mediterranean mindset but no mm. i agree the germany wonderful place beautiful country great food great beer great great people generally actually um, yeah no so i've got a lot of time for germany and germans great people craig from devon thank you for ringing Absolutely. in really really appreciate it great to hear from you on the millwall fan show um just to go back to the premier league game that is happening right now it's the first one of the season um 76 minutes gone still one nil to manchester united not anything too much really it's of, tedious to jake about. it's tedious i mean man, man if, if, if you're going to play man united the the last thing you want to do is concede after a minute because you then kind of know the tactics for the next 90 and man united haven't really kind of gone out and done anything they've not threatened at all but then Leicester have struggled to break them down which kind of almost goes without saying you could always predict it from there on in really couldn't you it's so tedious I'm actually looking at Gardner's World which is on the TV <laughs> screen above and getting more out of it dear listeners cheers mate <laughs> cheers I don't actually think it's been that bad I think there's been some positive signs from Leicester and I'm trying to remain positive and I just hope that that's the last I'll ever see of Daniel Amati um, not not necessarily in a Leicester shirt but certainly at right back because he is not a right back I think he's offside there was he offside? Oh, he wasn't. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> gone for a corner. It's gone for a corner. Uh, Kasper Schmeichel just saved really well with his legs against Romelu Lukaku. But let's get back to, to Millwall. Um, your transfer deadline day kind yeah. of passed, we'll say w- without note, but you know, positively because it was all about keeping the players that you did and you did. But we've actually got until the end of the month for Millwall yeah, really market. to start. Exactly. And for me, that's a huge market for Millwall and one yeah. they could work really quite well. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the internet is full of rumours. Um, I've seen the name of Connor Washington. I think it's a QPR. QPR yeah, but, yeah. Um, looking for game time. Um, I think that was one thing that did come out of Saturday's game was the need to freshen up the attack at, at critical moments. Mm. Um, we really can't depend on Steve Morrison over a forty six game program. He's you know they've got to be realistic. So um, Connor Washington was one name. There may be others that we we haven't heard about. Um, I do think the loan market, a season-long loan of someone from one of the Premier League teams would be ideal, but um, we've also you know, had interest in uh, Tom Bradshaw from Barnsley, but I don't know that that's, that's going to come to pass. It doesn't seem to be certainly not happening on this, on this occasion, whether January might bring some, some action, I don't know. 
So, yeah, I mean, our, our forward line is pretty good. I mean, I, I don't want to knock it. I was looking at Lee Gregory's quote, um, you know, in, in, the, in the notes that I sent, how... Morrison and Gregory frighten the life out of the Borough defence. Mm. They couldn't live with them. I'd, I'd imagine if they were defenders that hadn't played a huge amount of championship football in their time, playing up against not only Millwall, but in particular Gregory and Morrison was, you know, a little, not just, just a, a cheeky welcome to championship football. <laughs> I mean, uh, Gregory brings the work rate and is a really improved player as, mm. as, as he's gone along. He's come to football quite late. In, played in up front with Jamie Vardy. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and he's a qualified football. electrician. So, mm. you know, he's always got that trade to fall back on. So, yeah. um, He's come into it late, um, and he's, he works as a brilliant foil for the the old warhorse, the silver fox, the you know the guile of of Steve Morrison. Um, he'd been incredibly hard to replace, and I think part of the desire to to bring in a loan is to try and find some kind of answer to the Morrison question because yeah. you won't get that level of experience and ability to work the referee and work the defender and just get under people's skin. Yeah, no, it, it, it's you, a huge part of football. It comes and, with, with time, doesn't it? And particularly in the championship, but looking at the loan market and potentially bringing in exciting young players from the Premier League who perhaps complement the players that you've got, do you think or do you perhaps wonder if Premier League sides would be reluctant to, to send their players to Millwall because maybe of the reputation that they have, that they don't maybe think it's the best place for them to, you know, in terms of their footballing education, whether they'd rather go to a team like Swansea where they know they'll play nice, pretty football on a, a lovely pitch with, you know, with, with good footballers, that maybe they're not going to pick Millwall for the place they want their players to, to continue their education. I mean, they, they might think that. There'd be an error on their part if mm. they thought that because I'd, I'd point at Harry Kane um, who, who did the rounds. I'm not just saying that he, yeah. he, he learned a lot at places like Leighton Orient. I think he played at Norwich. And uh, at Leicester. <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> I mean, not very well for, for, for most. <laughs> but he, he did well for us in League One and that would have been an eye-opener for a kid from Spurs with the, you know, the kind of Premier mm. League gloss that comes with that to come and see um, a squad that was fighting for its life. I think he he, he was quoted famously saying he was playing with players that were fighting for their living, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it can do a certain type of player a lot of good. Uh, one of the things I mentioned to Craig was the quality of recruitment that we've got. And, that, and part of that is finding players that will fit into, in terms of personality exactly. and character. Yeah, there's no point just getting a, a kid who's impressing no. for Manchester United in 23s if they, they they don't fit into the system or it's not something that you need or no. they've not got the personality. that You need a character to, yeah. s- to come and hold your own at the den. It's not a, it's no place for the faint-hearted. Um, I was w- watching the uh, the highlight show and Lewis Graben is now playing, I believe, is it Aston Villa who's playing he, out? No, he's gone to Nottingham Forest. Forest, Forest. He's yeah, playing six Forest. million quid. Uh, and he's, done, he's made a lot of moves. He's generated a lot of, of money. He's moved around. Proven goal scorer in the championship. Proven goal scorer. Yeah. He was an absolute flop and despised at the den because he wouldn't put in the effort as, as, they, as it was perceived mm. and give the, the necessary amount of blood to the cause. <laughs> um, and, you know, you... you that's that's I'm, I'm joking, but it's a, it's a critical element in any plan that's going to make it. Th- th- there are certain football clubs where it's not necessarily all about ability. They they will cheer the player who will run twenty yards and yeah. go go through that tackling, kick the ball out into touch for yeah. for no apparent reason, but because you know, then the one who's doing a Cruyff turn on the edge of his area and, and pinging the you, ball your first yards. tackle is your critical tackle at the den. If yeah. you make that one crunch and count, then they'll love you. Hmm. Um, if you if you pull out of it or you run on wearing gloves and short sleeves and you know have a hundred <laughs> week and it's been expensively quite third. You're up against it. You're, 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 you're fighting a losing battle. Um, so. No, I, I, th- I think um, I said 2-0. 2-0 to Manchester United, dear <laughs> listeners. Oh dear. Yes, yeah. fatty Luke Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> 
That says that, well, um, oh, there we are. There we are. We, let's move swiftly on, Jake. Um, yes, let's move swiftly so on. So you do need you do need a certain character to make it at the den. But if you can make it there, like they say in New York, New York, you can make it anywhere. Mm. Someone's character and personality who's been questioned and making it at a certain club has been Luke Shaw's. Um, maybe he's just answered some critics. With, with that goal, 83 minutes on the clock. Looks like Manchester United are going to kick off their season and the Premier League season uh, with a win, just as we're seeing this replay again. I'll tell you what, instead of me having to watch this and giving my reaction live on radio we're going to go to a break um, <laughs> instead um, we're going to be talking about Blackburn next that, that's that's the team you've got in the next game yeah. how do you see them? They, they've made some signings um, we'll come back after the uh, after the, uh, yeah, no, the we'll messages we, we've got some Blackburn chat we're going to be joined by someone from, from a Blackburn podcast who'll so know all about the club Excellent. and hopefully have some warm words to say about Millwall I we'll could only blag so much about Blackburn <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that next <laughs> yes it's Jake Watson with you on Love Sport Radio for the Millwall fan show up until 10pm um, there has been a goal at Old Trafford uh, Peter Smith has the latest Manchester United to Leicester nil. What a moment for Luke Shaw back in the United starting lineup with the left back scoring United's second goal from the left of the six-yard box. His first touch wasn't the best, but his second from an improbable angle was almost perfect. United two, Leicester nil. Boo! <laughs> Rubbish. You're not impressed, Jake. Are you? <laughs> I'm not really. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to take the positives from it. We have looked okay, but you know, you could almost predict it was going to finish two 0 as soon as Man United scored after a minute. Unfortunately, but yeah. do you know what? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. <laughs> who I want to talk to is Matt Holden. Uh, he is from the Rovers Chat Podcast. He is who um, he supports the club. Who Mill are going to be playing up next in the Championship? Matt, thank you so much for, for speaking to us this evening. Uh, uh, initial thoughts on the Blackburn squad and how you think you're going to do this season? It's your first season back in the Championship. It is, yeah. Good evening, uh, Good evening. guys. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, great to talk to you and about Blackburn as well. Uh, right, okay. So yeah, the squad uh, this year uh, we've made you know three signings to the to the first team squad. Um, as you know, I think um, when when we got relegated last time we were in the Championship, uh, cruelly on the last game of the season, um, we were at Brentford, so we were down your way. Um, when we got relegated, I think we we just needed to, you know, we we needed to, uh, you know, rip up the the book so to speak, and and start afresh. And I think the beginning of last season we signed. Uh, to me, at the time, uh, I wasn't quite sure who we'd signed and, and if there'd be any, any you know if it'd be any good at, at, at this level you know we got we brought in Bradley Dack from Gillingham uh, Richie Smallwood from uh, Rotherham you know so we brought, we brought in those kind of calibre players and we, we still had the, the some of the nucleus from the old championship squad Elliot Bennett Derek Williams uh, David Rea was was kind of like uh, put into squad um, and stuff like that. So I think we're 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 kind of building. You know, we're trying to fix the fix the ship slow and steadily, really. Uh, and you know, we we you know we were linked with quite some. We were we were linked with Luke Freeman from QPR in the last uh, yesterday, uh, and um, from Benbury at Nottingham Forest. You know, we were putting you know bids of like four or five million in. Um, so it, it, it was really, it, you know, we didn't eventually get those players, but I, you know, as 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 you were saying earlier in the show, Millwall, like with Millwall, we're going to be looking to ex, uh, you know, explore that loan market um, now until the rest 
you know, for the rest of the month. And I know it's it's perhaps the the easy thing to say that survival is the most important thing. The magical fifty points, really, isn't it, in the championship that people want to get to? Is it just survival for Blackburn this year, or do you have maybe loftier aspirations? Because it's not too uncommon, is it, for a team to come up from from League One and, and perform you know, significantly better than just relegation in in their first season in the championship? Well, I mean, Millwall fans will know themselves. I mean, I, I you know I was um, you know really. I think everyone was kind of surprised, apart from Millwall fans, where, where you actually finished last season, like, what two points off the playoffs, you know, and uh, you know I was you know I was quite impressed, uh, you know, given given that you'd just come up by the playoffs the previous season. So you know, well done for well done for last season, and because uh, you were one of you know were one of the tips to, to go straight back down along with with Bolton, and you managed to you know you both you both managed to uh, stay up. I know. Uh, Left it a bit late, but <laughs> that's them. Uh, but Millwall, they did, you know, they they had a really, you know, really good season and and, and could have, you know, could have um, got into those playoffs and and, not, and give it a really good go and you know could be talking about Premiership football right now. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I think for for Blackburn really this season is, is about survival. I admire your manager. I think Tony Mowbray is one of those English managers that really understands the game. And I think, you know, I, I don't know enough about the background to the Venkis thing to, to comment, but the turnaround seemed to be linked with Mowbray. I, I watched the um, the goal highlights last Saturday and I thought that Blackburn yeah. did okay at Ipswich. Um, yeah. Mowbray just seems to understand the English game, Matt, doesn't he? He just has that feeling it, for it. It, it. it does. And it, it's brought, you know, a breath of fresh air. You know, he meets the fans. He, uh, you know, He's, he's very forthright and honest. He, you know, he want he wants to sign players who will play for the shirt, and and you can just see that all the players uh, respect the manager and, and want to play for the manager, and, and long may that continue, really. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. you, know, you know, he went over to India in the summer, hoping to, you know, hoping to know what kind of uh, budget he would be working with, and hopefully, um, you know, he, he's he's going to explore the low market. I think now for the rest of rest of this month, and we've still got January to, to come as well. So we'll obviously just sit off to see where where we are in January. I think, and, and to, to where we need strengthening. Matt, how do you see the game going? Um, do you do you see yourselves as, as favourites being at home, or you know, yeah, it, it, it's, for, for the neutral, it seems a tough one to call. It's going to be perhaps not the prettiest of affairs. I don't think it is going to be very, very pretty. Uh, I've got some family. <laughs> Sorry, fam- family. Fam- fam- you, you never make it easy, guys. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, we've got a family friend coming up uh, who's a Millwall fan. He's actually staying at my parents tonight, so uh, we're, we're, I'm going to go and see him t- tomorrow. And uh, so he's he's come up for the game, and he, he thinks it's again going to be another close encounter. And uh, uh, I, I think with us being at home. Uh, I, I, I give us the edge, but I mean, like I said, lo- loads of teams last season, even in League One, they knew they knew what kind of thing we were we were trying to do, and they try and frustrate us. They try and get that early goal, and and us having to come back, you know, uh, quite late on. And uh, I think we had a quite good record I think, last season at home. I can't think off the top of the head how, how many how many points we actually did drop at home, but um, hopefully we're not going to start doing that. I mean, we got a point at. Ipswich, I think we should have, if we just hanged on for uh, for three, that would have been you know would have been a really good start. Could have settled for a point tomorrow at home, um, you know, out the out the um, out the first two games. 
I, think. I, I was hoping for like four, mm. for four points, but you know we've got one at Ipswich last Saturday. I'm hoping for three on tomorrow. Super stuff, Matt. Thank you so so much for for joining us this evening, um, Matt. He is from uh, the Rovers Chat podcast. They are playing Millwall next game up. Um, a couple of tweets we, we which we've had in. Um, Craig, who called in early, just wanted to clarify a couple of things he said about his transfers. I think he wants it, make sure that we got this right. It was Kenny Cunningham and John Goodman and Ben Fatch who went to Wimbledon. Andy Roberts went to Palace. Um, and there was a question for you, if I can find it, Nick. Go on. Uh, from Sean Crook. Yeah, he tweeted in. Um, thank you, Sean, for tweeting in. Nick, do you think Harris needs to look at the way he uses substitutes better this season as last year I thought they were very defensive especially at home and sometimes too late in the game yeah I mean we we, we conceded that game on Saturday there Sean didn't we and um, uh, you know the substitutions didn't help our calls the uh, the, the, the substitution of um, Greg taking Gregory off who did, does so much up front seemed to invite Middlesbrough towards us they, they had a big centre half for their new guy was it Aiden Aiden Flint I think as a, their new son he was able to press forward start to put the pressure on our defence so to answer your questions uh, bluntly yes but I think Neil is still learning his trade he was up against Tony Pulis a most experienced manager and um, you know there's a combination of self-inflicted damage but also the artfulness of the opposition but I make you right I must say Mm. Uh, one minute really left of, of this evening's show just to let you know as well from Old Trafford it finished 2-1 in the end um, Jamie Vardy doing what he always does scoring against the yeah. top six but it amounting to absolutely nothing <laughs> no seriously there, there was a stat going around last season because you know that Jamie Vardy always scores against the top six over 40% of his Premier League goals have been against the top six Right. but in terms of what they've actually converted to points wise it's pretty so much so in losing zero. situations all he ever does is score cons- you know, it's not his fault but all he ever seems to do is score consolation goals against the top six <laughs> Lost 2-1, there was a late rally, uh, but Manchester United kick off the Premier League season with a 2-1 win against Leicester. Um, Nick, Blackburn up next, what's your view on that? What do you, how do you see that going? Uh, key man for Blackburn tomorrow is Bradley Dack, um, comes from Gillingham. Good player. Good player skillful player um, bit of a folk villain at the den because um, oh is he oh yeah why is this in, um, enlightened I think, I think because um, he's a local lad he came from Charlton he played for Gillingham um, he, and he also rises to the occasion he's skillful and players that draw the most flack are usually the most skillful and most dangerous but he also responds to that so um, he it, likes th- it. there is history there yeah. and um, I think he's a key man for Blackburn tomorrow um, I admire him as a player um, less so as some of the, uh, the, the, the kind of uh, strutting stuff that he, he brings to the, to the table <laughs> so um, I think a draw would be a good result for us up at Ewood Park yeah no fair enough Nick thank you so much that has been the, the Millwall fan show Blackburn Millwall on Saturday the 11th of August Nick is heading there we're hoping for a, a draw hoping for a point hoping um, for a win hoping <laughs> for a win um, and that's a lot thanks guys flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.